he likes to dance. He doesn't do it well, but he likes to dance. I was given several compliments the last couple of weekends on different dance floors around Rochester, officially. Because they were all drunk. No, no. Maybe some psychedelics, but yeah, probably a lot of drunkness. Welcome to episode 29. Am I right, Bob? Yeah, that is right. Episode 29. I didn't think I'd ever reach this episode, I don't think, when I started September 14th of 2018. So long ago. Oh, so before I came here today, I had to do a little food shopping to get my nutrition for the week. And I saw the mother of the year at Wegmans. So I'm saying Wegmans because everybody outside Rochester, New York, oh, Wegmans, we love Wegmans, we got to go see Wegmans. So I was shopping at Wegmans here in Chile. And at Wegmans, they do have one aisle that a, a woman was checking out. And they have aisles, you know, with all the candy on it and all the fun stuff. But then they always have that aisle of the books. So I come around the corner and there's this mother that I'd seen earlier in the store and I got my podcast sweatshirt on. So I'm never, never know how mothers are going to react to me, especially with young kids. And if I'm a loser or not, they may want to ignore me. They try to have their kids not look at my sweatshirt because it's got a pot leaf on it. Throw tomatoes at you. So anyways, so, so I never, I, I try not to be too, too friendly in that situation. I try and stay my stay back a step, but I had to say, you're the mother of the year. Her two girls were sitting on the floor of the aisle reading the book, and then they were complaining when the, her mom was ready to check out that they weren't done looking at the books yet. So I had to say, I was like, you're the mother of the year going down this aisle. She's like, well, if I don't go down this aisle, the girls are mad at me. Are you kidding me? When do you see that? Like, So I had to start the episode with that because that was so refreshing to see this day and age. Most kids are sitting in the cart with some Game Boy in their hand or sitting in the car with a Game Boy waiting for their mom. Game Boy, you're dating yourself. Oh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. (laughs) So here we are, episode 29. We have two people in the room with us today. Uh, One I have known, I want to try and guess, probably about nine years, maybe 10 years I've known him. Uh, He was brought... Uh, in front of me through my wonderful daughter, who um, I would say for the majority of her life only dated good men. Uh, and this is one of the good men that she had in her life for a short time back in high school when, when that's when the dating scene goes and how it goes. Um, but this gentleman uh, definitely touched our family's life. We respected him immediately when my daughter brought him around and they didn't go to the same high school. So it's always tough if, you know, hanging out with someone not from the same high school and you don't have cars and uh, so anyways, so we have with us today, uh, or Mengi, right? I, I know I didn't say you, that right. You got it. All right. Good, good enough. All right. <laughs> Vita Juice Bar is his juice bar here in Rochester. And he's a young man in Rochester that I'm just going to tell you right now, if, if all of you after this podcast aren't impressed by him, then you are haters and, and you want to be typical Rochester people that are judgmental. Uh, but people in this country have a feeling you're going to really love your story. So, so in with him, he brought a friend today who is cute as a button. Her name is Anna. She's got a great smile. She supports the podcast, which I love. Um, so she was welcome here. She's got a spider coat on too. So I, she must be a skier snowboarder, I hope. Uh, but so we have, so we have Anna. It's Derosia, right? Derosa. I apologize. So Anna Derosa. Those are our guests for today. So a little clap and welcome to them. We tried to get him on last week. It didn't work out uh, because it would have been a shortened episode. And I really wanted to have time to learn about Orr. So Orr, so so, how was your day today? It was uh, it was very busy. I mean, it was a little slower, you know, due to the to the snow that we got in the morning. So morning snow was, in Rochester. Yeah, and and look at it now. You know, if it was like this earlier in the morning, it would have been uh, pretty busy at the shop. But 
um other than that you know it's been it's been a good day the sun's back out so so the shop so so tell everybody how old are you i'm uh, i'm 23 turning 24 this year so you're gonna be 24 does that mean did you just graduate college then at this point or uh so i went to mcc right after uh high school i graduated within three years i mean they they, they promised me two years took a little longer but um i only went to college to you know kind of impress my parents i guess you could say I, I knew i was always gonna open my own business someday so i i didn't think i was uh ever gonna go you know to another college after mcc like i i was just gonna get my two-year and go from there so interesting so, so you actually did go to mcc so for those of you who don't know from that area it's monroe community college highly respected uh two-year school here in rochester uh did you just get like business some general ed yeah, classes just, kind of thing to get yeah, your feeler? so pretty much just some general business classes you know kind of uh how to run a business you know how to bookkeep you know all the all the good stuff so um i mean other than that you know like i said college and school is just not for me i i always envisioned myself working for myself and you know i i made it happen at the age of 22 so yeah 22 just like that so so <laughs> i, I want to talk a little bit about uh, when i knew you so when i knew you, you were younger you're in high school days what high school did you go to i went to churchville chile did you like churchville um yes and no you know it was uh it was different from what I was used to. I grew up in the city, and then uh, all of a sudden, you know, in third grade, we moved out to, to Churchville. So I went from city living to, you know, the country pretty much. So it was it was different to get used to it. Uh, and what part of the city? Oh, uh, I mean, I grew up on Avenue D, so okay, like, like right the there. worst part of the city. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, so your parents are, are Turkish, is that correct? Yep, now, that's correct. Are they born here, or did they come over? So I'm pretty much first generation. Uh, my mom came when she was very young. She was about seven years old. Uh, my dad came at the age of 23. So, um, but yeah, I'm first generation here. And if I'm not mistaken, the community here is pretty strong and, and yeah, tight. If yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much know every every Turk around here. You know, as is Anna actually. <laughs> um, just through social circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. So, so tell tell me a little bit about uh, growing up in the, in. Uh, so Churchville, for those of you who don't know, is kind of a, it's a weird town because it's a little bit rural, but not rural. It's right on the outskirts of Rochester. So, so, so there's an interesting mix of people there. Uh, but, but it is a school, a good school district to, to go to. So growing up uh, normal, right? You're just, you had a brothers. What, what's your siblings? Tell us about your family a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I have two younger brothers. I'm the oldest. Um, so I have a 20 year old brother and an 11 year old. The 11 year old came out of nowhere. He was actually just we call him the miracle baby. Uh, he was born at a pound. He was born three months early. You know, um, you know. First off, he was just like he came out of nowhere, and then he really came out of nowhere when he popped out at six months. So it, it was a uh, it was scary, but also you know rewarding. Um, he's healthy and he's he's great now. I just got him into boxing, so um, I'm keeping him busy with that. But yeah, it was uh it was tough because I had to, I remember when uh, it was about two years old. I guess he was probably about two when oh, man when, he was. Tiny, then, right? yeah. Like, he was yeah. when he was born. He was only like 13 inches long. His head was the size of like a like a small tangerine. It was it was pretty crazy, you know. And, and was your mom a little bit sick at that time too? Like when yeah, all this is so going on, right? Like, pretty much, yeah. So right after he was born at six months, um, not too long after, it was probably two months after, she got diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, um, which then spread up to her brain, and uh, she went through countless amount of surgeries um but she pulled through you know she's still going she 
it's been it's been 11 12 years almost well so she she's back at it yep yep like she's crushing it like it never even like she never got you know i i so so my brother actually asked me, I told him I saw you a couple weeks ago. He knows we've been catching up. And he said to me uh, a couple weeks ago, he goes, you know, did his mom pass? And, and I didn't know the answer to that. So I actually felt like the answer was no, because I felt like we would all gone probably if we had. So I said, I don't think she has. But now I need to hear about the story more because I knew she had, I didn't realize it spread her brain. So how long of a battle was it for her? Oh, man. I mean, she's still battling, you know. Um, but, you know, she got the... Uh, she went through the first surgery. She got a double mastectomy. Um, so, you know, we're, we were pretty happy. She was cancer free. And then uh, not too long after that, it spread up to her brain. Um, she went through uh, brain surgery, got the tumors removed. And, you know, it's been, uh, I want to say like six, seven years since, since the surgery. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously impacted her a lot. It's, it's, a, it's affected her. She's not how she used to be but like i said she's still pushing through for us you know a very strong lady so now she still have like daily functions like clean the house and all that like uh, i mean how much fun daily functions i mean she as you could imagine you know going through all those yes, surgeries yeah. and having two different types of cancers you know it's it's more she's bedridden you know and i mean she could if she wanted to um but i mean with all the pain that she has to go through all day it's it's better for her to you know not do less all that. so yeah that's pretty much where i come into play you know so you've been that guy for a long time yeah yeah <laughs> that of your family man yeah yep i had to you know grow up quickly due to that reason but i mean it, it's brought to it's made me who i am today for sure you know and uh i mean other than the fact that you know i would take back her sickness i wouldn't change anything else you know, it was tough because my family, you, you know, my family, we're big, we're, we're loving, we're, we, right. we care about everybody. And, and my daughter cared about you and your whole situation like it, like it was her situation. Yep, yep. Like No, no, my, my mom was... still loves her to this day. And uh, she was so upset that it, not, you know, it didn't work out. But, um, you know, she still has a lot of respect for your daughter, you know, still loves her, um, still like mentions and brings up how, you know, they used to do like crafts together and yeah <laughs> it's uh no it, it's cool and and, it, and it's so funny folks because truly uh or and i probably in the last uh, since july or so have caught up more and more uh in, in kind of similar circles and um every time we're together more memories come back of the time we spent together <laughs> and when we spent together and it's just yeah, so cool you know I like it, other things i think it was last july at uh at hooligans that's right it was right after <laughs> it was right around when my uncle passed oh know? man that, that, that was the trigger to, that i said all right i gotta go out and uh, some changes in my life are gonna start happening yeah. i'm gonna start uh stop sitting inside my four walls and, and explore right, more right. of the world again right like, yeah, i just hear my uh name being called i'm like who the heck's calling me turn around you know i i see you but i haven't seen you in like eight years so i'm like i'm sorry do i know you and then you're like uh what do you mean <laughs> you dated my daughter i was like oh shit <laughs> That's so I apologize too. about that. Oh, you do not have to apologize. I just thought it was, I, I was amazed that I recognized you, you know, cause, cause you're a handsome man. Still I mean, look the same. You do. You, same haircut. You do. You do have the same. Still got the baby face. Oh my gosh. So do you paint the hair on like that or does it have to be cut like every couple of days? It's to stay? <laughs> I love it. No, this guy is handsome. Uh, get, what's your statistics? What are you? Six foot? Six foot? What are you? Uh, six foot. Six foot. Oh. What? One? Overweight. <laughs> oh no! You got Come on, he's in good shape. By the way, he has a juice bar. So let's talk about your juice bar a little bit before I get too Definitely. emotional about all our past. We'll get back to it. But uh, so let's talk about your juice bar. How how did you come up with an idea of a juice bar? Like let's let's talk about how this came about. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I was always looking for business ideas, looking for the correct business to, you know, um, proceed. And, and I, I was looking like every day. So I started looking on Craigslist and I saw a couple of gyms for sale. So I was like, all right, you know, that might be a good spot. Um, you know, I, I go to the gym all the time, you know, I'm, I'm pretty athletic, I would say. So, uh, in looking for the gym, you know, I came across the juice bar and I was like, well, there's, there's not too many around. So I was like, you know, let me go check it out real quick. So I went and met with the, uh, the owner and, uh, come to find out that one of my good friends from high school, it's his older brother. So, um, I was like, you know, I'll give it a shot. I was very nervous at first. Everyone was telling me, you know, not to go with it, just go work for someone. I was like, eh, probably not. I'm, I'm kind of sick of, you know, working for corporate America. You know, I was a data technician for a couple of years. It was just really stressful work. Um, management sucked. So I got sick of that. I quit my job. I took a year off, just travel, get out of my system while I can. Mm-hmm. And um, then I was like, you know, I got to get my life together. That's when I started searching for the, uh, for the business. And I should have started there, but um, yeah, so that, that's pretty much it. I mean, I was, I was not expecting to open a juice bar. You know, I'm glad I did because it's uh, but but like you knew nothing about it, right? Not at all. You know, I I, I, I kind of went in. I was like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. I uh, I took a month just to teach myself how to make smoothies. It's it's actually kind of hard, you know, trying to make the perfect the perfect mix is uh, actually not that easy. Yeah, um, and, and trying so you to say you know, with a blender at home. No, I, I just uh, went to the shop. You know, I was lucky enough that the uh, that the owner let me, you know, just go there with my materials and, you know, kind of work there. So I practiced for about a month and I was like, I'm, I'm never really going to be ready. So I might as well just go for it. So about a month later, I opened up. I had all my friends come out and uh, everyone loved the drinks, you know, and yeah, the rest is a. Uh, the rest is history. So, so describe <laughs> how it's grown. So how long has it been there now? Yeah, so it's been, well, it's going to be a year next month, which is crazy to think about because, I mean, it, it did really fly by. I mean, I've met thousands of people. I've served thousands of, you know, customers. And it, it's just so crazy to think about, you know. I I would have never pictured that. A year. Are you happy with the first year? Most definitely. I mean, uh, first month in business, I, I broke even, which is like, never really heard of you know it takes years to even break even in a business but yeah lucky um, you probably had low overhead right By yeah, it was yeah. Set up. very low overhead i mean it used to be another juice bar um unfortunately the, <clears throat> excuse me the couple that was running it fell apart you know hence uh leading to the business falling apart so mm-hmm. it was just a vacant space for a year or two um that's where i came into play and uh i mean i would say it's pretty successful so far it's only the beginning so yeah, I like well, it. So, so how'd you come up with the logo and the name? I mean, uh, any thoughts to that or was it just. So at first I wanted to, I was just messing around with logos. I mean, I, I did the logo myself and then the name, uh, me and my cousins actually came up with it. So I was going more of like vibe juice bar, you know, you come, you have a smoothie, you vibe out, you know, that type of deal. Uh, but my cousin was like, yeah, don't go with that. Go with Vita. <laughs> I was like, well, it does mean life in Spanish, you know, it gives my smoothies a little meaning. Oh, cool. um, so that's what that's when we stuck with uh, with Vita. And uh, I mean, my logo is pretty, pretty simple. It's no, just, I like it. Just so the, it's it's kind of an apple, right? With I mean, what's close. the actual? Yeah, right. What just, is it? No, uh, please tell me. Cool. <laughs> Looks like an apple, but not. So it's, it's an orange. Orange. It's <laughs> orange. 
So I didn't know. I guess I never see oranges with the. <laughs> Thank you. It's, I love it. She brought. Glare. He brought a good friend. She's helping me. She's justifying he's, my he's, stupidity. He's colorblind. Let's let's keep. That Thank in you, Bob. Oh, I'm so glad when people justify my stupidity. Thank you, all of you. Um, so yeah, so it's an orange. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's got little the little flowers on the top of it, like like, and it's got what's a swirl? It was a swirl, just something you like randomly added. I like Honestly, it. I mean, I was just messing around around on my computer, just trying to find the right thing. I, I went through like hundreds of different logos, and I could not settle on one. And then this is just like this caught my eye. You know, it makes sense too. I'm a juice bar. You, you could have confused it for the Georgia peach. <laughs> that would be bad. Is that a peach? I mean, it looks more like a peach. Honestly. No, because a peach always has that little rip on the top, you know. So it's never. And then, uh, a then my slogan is "Drink smart." Uh-huh. I mean, self-explanatory. You come yeah. to my juice bar, drink a fresh smoothie. You're drinking smart. That's right. Uh, so, how many uh, product line is it? Is a big product line? I mean, do you, do you offer a lot of? Is there a certain set, and then people can make homemade ones, probably? Yeah. Right? So, I mean, right now. Um, for the first year, I didn't want to go too crazy. You know, I wanted to have everything set in stone. I wanted to perfect all my drinks and everything that I offer. So I only offered protein shakes and fruit smoothies. Um, for a few months, I did cold pre- cold pressed juices, excuse me. And uh, I mean, everyone loved those. And, you know, once winter came around and it was off season, it was just too expensive to, you know, make all those juices. So I kind of put them aside, which upset everyone. Um, however, this year I'm, I'm bringing the cold press juices back. I'm still, you know, continuing all my smoothies. I'm Good. actually coming out with a new menu. Um, and also I'm coming out with, uh, acai bowls. Have you ever tried one of those? No. Spell it. It's A-C-A-I. Acai. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I see. So it's yeah, pretty much a smoothie this. bowl mm-hmm. and you top it with fruit, but it's such a delicious and healthy, you know, snack. I, I gotta actually, I gotta give you one. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I'd like to try it. Yeah. Awesome. Delicious. Not to mention, uh-huh. you can actually add CBD to it too. Yeah, there's <laughs> my boy. The <laughs> ding, ding, ding! We've just pulled it all together. Yep, yep. Love so it. I, I mean, I base a lot of my smoothies and uh, products off CBD. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big user of CBD. You know, I use it for my back pain, and it all made sense that when I opened the juice bar, I was like, I gotta incorporate this in there somehow. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been uh, it's brought a lot of customers back. Everyone loves it. You know, I got the gym right next door to me. So, and, and that's what I wanted to ask you next: what what yep, gym yep. and what's the address of your spot? Yeah, so the address of my location is twelve ninety University Avenue. I'm located right next to Revelry. It's a it's a local bar, and also Blade, which is a little diner. Um, and the gym that I'm located beside is called Ruckhouse Athletics. They've been around for a few years. Uh, Chris Green being one of the owners, and Vinny Magovero. Um, you know, I would not be where I am without those two. You know, they, they've helped me tremendously along the way. It sounds like it was a nice mutual because you were looking to start up something in a space that they didn't want to really invest any money in, right? Is right, right. They, they did it for a while. However, you know, they're, they're trainers. You know, yeah. they want to be in the gym. They don't want to be making smoothies. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So they, uh, they did it for a while themselves, but then, you know, they just kind of got tired of it, I assume. Yeah. Um, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but they wanted to mo- focus more on the gym. You know, that's their moneymaker. So um, they put the uh, they put the juice bar for sale, and I'm glad they did. You know, I could I could not ask for a better first business. It's taught me literally everything. You know how to how to bookkeep. You know, pretty much just the fundamentals of running your own business. 
So a couple of things I want to point out for people yeah. who have not listened to your words closely. One of the things you said <laughs> is you'll never be ready. And I just had to start, right? Or, yeah. or something along those lines. Most people are so scared about that first step, man. Like I was so afraid, you know, <sighs> I, I, I didn't, I was trying to pick a date to start. I was like, you know, I'm going to start May 1st. And then May 1st rolled around. I'm like, I don't know if I could do this. You know, then a week later, you know, it was like May 8th, May 9th, still not ready. And then finally I was like, all right, May 11th, we're just, I'm just going, I'm going to invite some friends, you know, we're going to do a little, uh, soft opening and we're going to go from there. And it was a very successful day. You know, I had close to a hundred friends come out and support, which huge. Yeah. I mean, you got a great network, man. You do. I, I know. I know. Every time I see I got... you, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so cool. So, you know, thanks to all my friends that have come out and support, you know, like I said, I would not be where I am without any of my friends, you know, they, they've. They made it, you know. Yeah, they spent the money they, basically they, to help your first month. I mean, you know, they're a big reason why you got. I, I mean, I, to be I, realistic. Yeah, you know, right? I can't put into words, you know, how much they've helped out, and uh, that's very, awesome. very blessed for that. No, that's awesome. So, have you? Did you have a mentor through this whole thing, like uh, business wise? Like uh, your father's not an entrepreneur, right? No, no, he's a he's a machinist. Okay. But he used to have a uh, back in Turkey when he lived there. He did have a um, flower shop. Okay. And I mean. Ever since uh, I was young, he he did tell me to, you know, open my own business and don't work for someone else. So he always engraved that into my mind. Um, so so he's been supportive of you doing this. Oh, most definitely. It's great. Yeah, yeah, my parents are very supportive. Well, I mean, because uh, you've had to be there for them. Uh, yeah, so it's no so yeah. nice that now here you are in your early twenties and and they really want to say get out and do your thing and right right. I mean, they man. they've always done everything we've asked for. You know, they've always provided everything. So hopefully one day I can return. You know, return the favor. Um, doing my best right now to to do that as well. But all right, yeah. let's talk about the hustler next to you now. So, so, you, so, <laughs> so you probably, I've been, I've been yeah. waiting to introduce her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let's tell. But so you, I asked. Oh, so one of the things I want to talk about today is I am meeting a lot of really cool uh, hustlers, entrepreneurs in Rochester, young, right? And I want to try and keep painting pictures for people through this podcast as well uh, that you can be young, you can not know what the heck you're doing, and still. Uh, be a hustler. You can't be on the couch. You got to be out networking. It's not just about being on that phone and network. So I asked him to bring someone else who's kind of in that mold with him. So some. So tell us a little bit about who you brought. What do you got? Yeah. So I bought my brought my longtime friend Anna. Um, it's been uh, how long has it been since we met? About probably like another seven seven years. I was I was a little young and um, went to the same high school. She's a little older mm-hmm. than I am. Still, still young. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's young as hell. Are you kidding me? She's, she's only 28. Young as hell. Like, uh, I love it like when people are, are 20 or 29 and they think 30s, like that dirty 30 is like tomorrow. Like they could talk about it. Like it's, she mentioned already walking in dirty 30. I'm thinking about now that she says, Oh, Jim, what do you even think about that? 304? You're like, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so that's so cute. I love it. So, so I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh, so, where, so what do you, what do you do for a living? <laughs> I mean, what, what do you do for hustle? What's your hustle? What do you, what do you do? So yeah, yeah, please. I'm going to pass the mic over. Yeah, we're going to pass the mic over uh, to have our guest chat for a little bit before we get to talk about some other subjects and we dig deeper into door. But I want to make sure we spread the wealth here with all of our wonderful people who come visit us because now's the time where we need to spread this message, right? We have 29 episodes in. We've had a whole sort of, of different people. We've had... Mitt Romney's campaign manager. We've had a professional boxer. We've had Whiteface train park manager. We've had my son. We've 
Yeah, right. We've had the youngest. We've had the younger. Yeah, maybe maybe your younger brother will be a, a boxer coming on now. So so we have all these different people. But I, the basis is I want to make sure people know there's a bunch of different ways to be successful and live this life, right? But there's two things that really matter. Live healthy and have a good network. If you have those two things, everything else falls into place. So, so please speak a little bit now. Let's give us that voice of yours. All righty. Get up hey close. Everybody. I yeah. am Anna DeRosa. Um, I would say I am an inspiring entrepreneur because um, I'm still, you know, working at it. Entrepreneur is always making new ideas, new products. Um, so my current project that I'm working on is I do drop shipping. And I know that's kind of been the new, well, it's not really new, but people are kind of more knowledgeable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming, it's a bit more saturated now. Um, but if you get a good um, niche and you have a good product, you can really be successful with it. Um, my personal background for education, um, I went to MCC as well, Monroe Community College, um, just my associate's degree in communications. I originally wanted to be a broadcaster, um, but I was told I had a face better for radio, so... Oh, please. I'm totally kidding. Yeah. Totally kidding. But I love it. I just, you know, college just really wasn't my thing. And at the time, I was taking care of my father, um, who's in his 80s. And, you know, so I I was being a caregiver 24 hours a day, and there was no time for me to really go to college. So I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta start hustling because the money isn't just gonna come to me. So I started researching, you know, new ways to make money working from home. And um, a cousin of mine was selling cell phone accessories um, on Shopify. So I was like, you know, this is kind of interesting. So I started uh, researching on YouTube. YouTube is college. Mm -hmm. Don't go to college. Go to YouTube.com. Amen. (laughs) I'm so happy you say that. Please, more. I mean, I'm all for college. I mean, obviously, you, you know, you're a doctor, a lawyer, you know, I'm all for college. But you take so many BS classes that you're never even going to use. And I don't, I don't want to work for anyone else. So I'm like, okay, how can I be successful on my own? I can sell stuff. Okay. Um, so I, you know, I started uh, with beauty products. That wasn't, you know, that was kind of a fail um, because it, there's just so much competition. You know, um, I tried um, selling these nose shapers because girls are so obsessed with looking perfect nowadays. I thought that would be good, <laughs> but you know, you can, you can invest. You could start a drop shipping business for like two hundred dollars, not even. Mm-hmm. Where the money is spent is the ads. So you know, I'm kind of researching on how to do this, and I'm like, you know, I have to work too on the side because you got to pay for these ads. So I do a little bit of bartending on the side because mm-hmm. you need steady income. You right. can't. You need money to make money. Um, so since the beauty products didn't work, I started doing swimwear, and swimwear is where I've had the most success. Um, I do all the marketing myself. I create all the ads myself. If I have to outsource, you know, I I will. I'll use uh, Upwork or Fiverr. Um, and so far, it's been great. Um, the problem is just the ads. So it's I've been doing it for about a year now, and um, I'm starting to work on my own personal line. So instead of getting, you know, bathing suits that, from China that we barely ever fit, yeah. um, you know, I'm creating a line where I can ship to customers quicker because you know nobody wants to wait a month to get their bathing suit from china you know oh we gotta talk (laughs) did you uh, did you tell her before you brought her here what i used to do you may not even know so so uh, i used to work for the post office for the last uh 18 years okay so the last three years was a sales rep okay 
So I dealt with a lot of people who do exactly what you do. People who, and this is a common thing, so I love that she picked up on this on her own. I don't know who taught her this, but there's actually a guy here in Rochester on Cherry Road. You don't even know it. He's got a, it's a house, like warehouse. You don't even, if you go over there, but what they do is they just look for drop shipments. They look for the, any place where they can get a big drop shipment of something and they turn around, they do exactly what you do. They take pictures of it. They put it on eBay, the e, I'm sorry, eBay, all the social platforms that you can sell stuff and then you make more money on what you get. So you get a big bulk of something and then you turn around trying to, and make the money off it. That's that's sort of how you started, right? Yeah. Exactly. This is a common thing. So what do you use for a shipping program? So I use Alibaba and AliExpress for the most part. Um, Oberlo is another app that's on Shopify. But, you know, I just noticed that the shipping is just too long. So I just use good old Google and I research, you know, manufacturers in the U.S. because I want my customers to get their swimsuits at least within a week because Amazon just, you know, you get it in two days. Mm -hmm. And especially um, the, you know, the Chinese warehouses, a lot of those are on Amazon. So the competition is kind of high, but my prices are pretty reasonable. Bathing suits, um, they're all $30 or less Mm -hmm. um, with free shipping. And um, I also am starting to do a lingerie, $20 or less. Mm -hmm. So I'm very reasonable in price. All right. So how are you doing this? Are you actually bringing the inventory to you and you're shipping it out? Nope. So I you're, just, you're not even touching it. Nope. I, as soon as I, I, I have the pictures from the companies that they give me, um, mm-hmm. once in a while I'll get shipment, um, and I'll have models that I outsource or I find, you know, good influencers on Instagram that have a high following and I'll say, Hey, can I ship a free bathing suit to you? You know, will you post for me? Absolutely. Then I get boom, you know, all these customers from that. So affiliate marketing's great. So smart. <laughs> so smart. I love this. Because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that are actually physically bringing product in. You're skipping that whole middle step, which takes out so man, much yeah. overhead. Exactly. I mean, I can't tell. You, so I go to a lot of people who think, oh, I'm gonna get this shipment of uh, iPhone accessories from China. Okay, they could, and then they'll sit there and they'll bring it to their house. They'll set up a zebra printer with a ship station account, shipping easy, something like that, uh, which means you can tie into all the accounts that you can ship with eBay, Amazon, all that. You can tie in right with one program and they're physically packing every night slips. They're coming home from work, the regular job. Then they're packing like 20, 30 orders that they're making maybe two to three bucks on per piece, right? Oh, yeah. Which oh, accumulation of a whole pallet is great, but the tediousness of like going through that whole buying labels and everything, you're skipping the whole step. Like you got it down. And you make such a bigger profit doing that. I mean, if you have the inventory, you have to ship it yourself and shipping is expensive, especially if you have customers internationally, which I do, you know, I have customers in Italy and Australia. I can't afford to ship, you know, a bathing suit that, and then I can't sell my suits for $30 anymore. So that's, what's so great about it is you're getting at a good price, you know, but when you, it's it's just impressive. It's just, she could do this from the beach in Aruba, for the record, everybody. Not yet, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there <laughs> soon. That's that's the dream. But no, seriously, like uh, this is what people don't get. It can be this easy, but what what got you to this point? Like, was there a specific moment that you said drop ship? Was it someone like like what got you on this path? Um, I have a couple mentors that have been very successful and I'm a kind of person that I need to see numbers. He knows this because we were talking about it with his advocate that or does on the side as well. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a big number person. So show me the numbers, show me the money. That's what motivates me. Um, and you know, I, I started seeing success little by little and 
I was like, okay, this is it. I don't want to work for anyone else. I know I have to work at it because it's not, no one's just going to buy. You have to really, you can't, you can't just put an ad up and expect people. You have to know how to do the business side of Facebook. And that's a whole nother topic, but there's a lot of specific targeting that you have to do. And it's not just boost a post and boom, you have customers. It's, it's hard. All right. So Orr's got a mic now. He's taking over Bob's mic because Bob is such a good man and moved over a little bit. So how does conversations go? So usually in my twenties, I was raising kids. I was not in that social scene. Right. And you, you when Orr's out in the social scene, he's the Pied Piper. Like all, all, all his buddies are just following him around, but he's not the guy who's drunk. He's not the guy who's being the loudest. He's not, he's the Pied Piper, right? He's just that steady influence, right? He's that, you know, he's not DWI when he's behind that wheel. He knows what he needs to do every day. So I love this about this kid. And I can tell the two, you guys have a lot of business talk, right? Like you guys talk ideas, brainstorm. So I reached out to uh, Anna, you know, on the, uh, on the side, you know, from the juice bar, I also do Advocare. Um, so pretty much sell supplements, you know, just supplemental income. It's nothing crazy. I'm not that guy that, you know, sits there and uh, tries to push supplements on people. But, you know, if, if people are trying to like, get in shape and, you know, uh, either just, you know, lose weight or, you know, live a healthier lifestyle, I'll pitch that. Um, and also, if I see someone that has like a business mindset that's, you know, an entrepreneur, such as Anna, I'll reach out and be like, you know, if you are looking to make an extra 500 to a thousand a month, I can show you how, and I can help you. So, um, reached out to her. And, uh, after that, you know, we just caught up and, uh, she's told me that she could help with my business with marketing and such. So, yeah, I mean, it was nice catching up with her. Um, I haven't seen her in pretty much years prior to that, but, um, going back to, uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, go. go. I don't ever <laughs> want to stop you from talking. I like just, I said, I can talk all day, man. Please, keep going. Uh, so so what? what's one thing you've learned from her? One thing I've learned from Anna? Yeah. Nothing. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's it. I'm not helping you anymore. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> thought she was going to punch him. I'm kidding. And Anna's very bright. You know, she's very smart. Um and, you know, she can do a lot with my business as far as marketing. She's already sent me a couple things that she's put together. And I'm still waiting for my proposal, you know, to go to go forward with the marketing. I got it. Anna. <laughs> it's on my laptop. But no, she did create a this little... This going on at the moment, folks. <laughs> she did create a little video for my business, you know, to kind of intrigue new customers and bring new people in and, you know, just to, to market it. Um, yeah, I do yeah, a little freelancing on the side, too. Cool. And uh, now that I know that, I'll come over and try and give you some good footage because I got the Hero 7 Black now. Oh. And then I got an Osmo stick that I put this sucker on. I can get oh, you some good, awesome. nice, clear footage for you to we play a little bit. Okay. So We're going to all have a little play date with these. Oh, we can. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if he told you about my YouTube channel, or if it, 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 but I have a YouTube channel as well. I got over 100 videos up now. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Check so I've actually been been killing it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, but we'll talk about that more later. So, 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 you, you learn, so I still haven't heard what you learned from her. <laughs> what have I learned? I mean, I'm kidding. Well, it, it, so like I said, I'm still waiting for that proposal. However, it's <laughs> it's just the you guys are laughing, but uh, we like it. I know he's really waiting. He's like got annoyance <laughs> in his done. face. It's done. It's done. All I know is he he brought you here, so it was to get the proposal. <laughs> I was gonna it, show him all... before, but we all didn't right. have time. Didn't have time. That's okay. All right, so now it's your turn. So so so, what have you learned from from Orr? Uh, one thing, just one simple thing. 
wonderful thing. Let's yeah. see. I've learned too much. That's the problem for no, him. That's awesome. And it's awesome because it. he's so young and he's just so inspiring. Um, I guess I've learned, you know, when you when you have a hunch and you really think that you can succeed at something, follow your gut and do it. And look what happens. You can succeed. And if you fail, you just try again because that's it's all about trial and error. That was beautiful, Anna. Oh, yeah, thank, I like you. It. Yes. thank you. Yes. So I've much. been 20s <laughs> slip back and forth between these two. <laughs> All right, so there's one thing I want to touch on, and I want to see if he's giving you advice on this day trading. So, so I'm one of those guys that uh, up until recently, uh, I've been like, you know, your paycheck is your paycheck, and that's what's paying the bills, and that's it. You know, no extra money, paying the kids, growing up, there was no extra to even think about having some fun. But this kid, I find out already, not only did he start a juice bar, he's helping with his family, he's looking out for his 11 year old brother, put him in boxing, but he also does day trading too, day trading. And then I found out when I was on one of my gallivanting trips the last six months, I was in um, Vegas and I met a girl who said day trading right now is the new thing to do because of the whole Trump and him possibly leaving term and the switching from Republicans, to Democrats, that a lot of investors are switching to day trading from the long term stuff. So that's why I want to bring this up, that this kid is actually ahead of the curve. And I got validation from someone in kind of in the industry. I mean, so I've pretty much done everything. So day trading was one of them. I mean, there's no such thing as, you know, a get rich quick scheme. However, I've kind of found loopholes in that. So um, I've actually done drop shipping myself and uh, I, I want to meet with Anna now on that. You know, I think we've brought that up before, but it's so easy. Um, and on day trading, I mean, it's, it's really not that hard. You know, there you got to just look for patterns. Now I got into day trading, I want to say a couple years ago, you know, so I was just looking for a way to make extra money. Um, I was working a full-time job 40 hours a week and it just wasn't enough. So, um, that's when I got into drop shipping. And then one of my friends suggested just, you know, getting into stocks and that's more of long, you know, there is obviously short-term and long-term, but what they suggested was long-term and I want money now, you know, I'm kind of, kind of greedy with that. So I looked into it, you know, I just, I taught myself and it was just doing a little bit of research, you know, a little, a little bit goes a long way. So I just messed around with, you know, with a hundred dollars and then kept going from there. So I turned about a couple hundred dollars into a couple thousand dollars. And then I was like, all right, you know, this can, I can make a living off of this. Um, so I looked and in, looked into it a bit more, reached out to people that have made millions doing this. Timothy Sykes being one, he, I mean, at the age of like, 20 he was already a millionaire just from day trading you know and that that was probably about five to you know six years ago so not much technology everything was obviously just coming out so he didn't really have much he, he also taught himself um now day trading i i download an app called Robinhood, and that's pretty much where you know i would buy the buy the stocks and, and sell them but with me i was in and out as quick as possible you know so i pretty much lowered my risk like that so I'd start my day, I'd, uh, I'd research my stocks at 9.30, and I was I picked the stock by 9.50, and I was out by 10.50. So in an hour, I'd make as much as I can and leave. Now, at first, like I said, I was a bit greedy, so I did lose a little money. You know, I when I first started, I probably lost, I want to say like $1,200, okay. but I just kept going. I was like... You know, I'm just still a learning process. I'm just going to keep going, not going to give up with it. So like I said, I lost a little money. However, I started picking up a pattern. So 950 to 1050 is where you make the most money. 
you know, that's when the stock spikes and around 11 o'clock, it'll go down. You know, everyone's rushing into it once the stock market opens and they're taking, they're making their money and leaving. So I found that out. Um, I did that for a while up until about last, I want to say last November when the market just was absolutely horrific. So month of September, I made nine grand in just two days. And in November, I lost about half of that. And <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm, I'm all about saving right now. I want to save as much as I can. So I did pull back a little bit. I do plan on, you know, investing again uh, come May and June when the market does become a little more steady. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's just fluctuating like crazy. So you're and, still and it, watching, like almost going through the, the habit of watching every day, but not actually pulling correct, the triggers correct. that you're doing like, to stay into it, right? I just looked to, at right? it this morning and everything is in the red. You know, everything is going down. And you don't want, you want to invest when the market is down just so we can get the stuff cheaper, but you don't know how much it's going to go down. So it's, it's almost a gamble, you know? I, I do like to call it legal gambling, um, but you kind of have to know what you're doing. You have to do your research. You know, don't go into it blindly because... You know, at first, that's what I did, and I ended up losing until I did my research. Um, but, yeah. That's cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. Sorry, it's so man. impressive. I, I, can, I can go all day. It's no, so- it's, it's good. <laughs> you know, this is the kind of things that people need to think about. It's not just about sitting in your in your 9-to-5 job, and that's what you're stuck with. That's uh, where everyone, you know, gets stuck. It's the typical 9-to-5, you know, you're living paycheck to paycheck. And even at a young age, I'm not okay with that. So... Yeah, you gotta it look for be. different. Uh, gotta look for different avenues. So tax wise, I have I think actually uh, the market's struggling a little bit because I think the actual tax results of his tax bill from last year are coming out, and I think people are getting hit a lot harder than they expected, and I have a feeling that's what's causing a lot of fluctuation right now. And I mean, I don't know how, how did you do as an entrepreneur with taxes this year? Um, I mean, I did owe a little. Actually, no, in the beginning of twenty eighteen. Um, I had a job for about two months, so I actually got like $200 back, which oh, I was cool. hoping to owe like, you know, thousands, but, uh, this year I made out, you know, in, in my favor, but next year I'm kind of worried. Um, I mean, business is picking up, you know, so I don't want to think about it yet. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy that he's worried about business picking up because of taxes? <laughs> We shouldn't have to well, worry about that. No, no. Uh, isn't it funny though? That's basically was what the statement. Well, the just, thing is, you know, I have to pay sales tax, which is a, a good chunk of my of my sales, and then I have to, you know, file that quarterly. Mm-hmm. Then I have to worry about, you know, end of year taxes, which is just going to keep adding up. However, you know, luckily to my juice bar, I can afford it. <laughs> so, Anna, I want to get back to you. So, so you're the what you're doing for your business wise. Um, it's nice because being a bartender now, have you heard how New York State wants to change tipping in the state? Like one of quote almost proposals. Really? I know, so they, he, but they did change it recently. They, the, the minimum wage is like, I think, seven now. No, no, they're not changing minimum wage. They actually wanted to change it. So there's like no tipping at restaurants and bars. Oh, yes, I did. To I try did to recoup that. tax money. But you, they ended up losing in the long run. I mean, they would. But there's a lot of um, service workers in New York that are like really upset about this. Like awesome. it basically would cut the way you get tipped now. Like yeah. it'd be basically built into a, and there, I, I don't know, you're a bartender. Where are you a bartender? Let's, let's promote. Do you like where you bartend? Yeah. Or, I, I work at Ferrari's Pizza Bar. It actually just opened up in Webster. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah I love awesome. that. That family's great. Oh yeah. They're great. I worked for them in Chi Lai. 
Um, and they just opened up this location in Webster and Baytown Plaza. Yeah, I plan on going out there, actually, check it out. Yeah, I'm trying definitely. to talk them into, all right, so maybe you can help me, okay? All right. So I'm working with Josh at Hooligans, who is also part of that crew, to try and get a hempathetic pizza on the menu. Ooh. All right, but we've realized we've done some, he did some homework, and I'm trying to do some homework there. I'm trying to source dough, like, reasonably hemp dough. Um, but hemp oil can't really be put into the... Uh, pizza ovens and uh, be raised at temperature yeah, so we're trying fired. to yeah so we're trying to figure that out hemp but seeds use it on my juice bar <laughs> you use hemp seeds. this kid's so smart oh already <laughs> i got a story for you guys in a minute too don't let me give up my my hair cutter story here before the end of this some people um but yeah no i love it so so i'm trying to put a hemphletic pizza so i actually have Joe and Josh is actually entertaining conversations with me right now. Oh, the kitchen awesome. manager at Hooligans. I don't know if they'll name it after me, but I basically am. Uh, so maybe you can tell me you work in pizza bars. It would be a kind of a pizza with a, a white garlic type sauce, a lot of greens on it, something else for flavor, mozzarella cheese, basil, like a really heavy Italian green type of pizza called Hempletic Pizza. That sounds good to me. With, with some kind of hemp dough or some kind of, you know, something, a CBD or something on it. But Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to work with them now. So All right, I'll put in a good word. So the Ferraris have several. So just a plug for the Ferrari family. You know, uh, they're, they're a good family here in Rochester. They have several pizza bars, uh, Chai Lai, East Rochester, I believe now, and yep. Webster. Uh, and they also have hooligans as well in Greece. Uh, a good place for a lot of the 20-somethings to hang out at the end of the night, but it's a good place for people to come together, watch Absolutely. games. Yeah, good stuff. So, yeah, and that's actually where I saw Or was at Hooligans when him and I reconnected <laughs> because it's only about uh, three quarters of a mile People down from my house. There. Yeah, yeah. So close to my house, which is nice. So, uh, but anyways, on a on a funner stuff. How do you how do you deal with? Uh, I'm curious with the drop sh shipping, Anna. How, how did your finances go or how do you handle that to use QuickBooks? I'm, uh, for other people getting into this, I want to give them a little, you to give them a little advice on like what sort of things you have to do to keep everything in order. Are you familiar with Shopify? A little bit. Yeah. A but little I don't bit. use it myself, but yeah. So sales, you can include sales tax in that. Um, so that's what I do. Good. I haven't gotten to the, um, I haven't gotten to the amount where I ha I owe a lot of money to them. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, so I don't know if it's because of my serving job too, but I didn't I didn't have any issues with the taxes this year. Oh, good. Yeah, the serving yeah. job definitely helps. But I think that. if I mean, when you get to the point when you're making like a hundred, I mean, that fifty thousand, hundred thousand, then mm -hmm. you know, it's a nice. So you're you're making enough just to have it that little side little. Yes, but with my freelancing job, I'm a, I'm an independent contractor, so mm -hmm. I mean, okay, you have to you have to make sure to save. Are you using QuickBooks to keep track of all your expenses? Or are you keeping your expense list somehow? I have, I mean, I have like my spreadsheet. I do my own kind of little Good. thing. Yeah. It's important. It is. I I'm mean, very like organized. I write everything down and so I like. I, I hired a friend of my uh, son's college girl and she did my QuickBooks for me this year. Mm -hmm. She saved my butt because I know I didn't have time to do her to the thoroughness. Yeah. I sent her everything and you at the end of the year, she gave me the floor. You, you had to hire someone for 15 QuickBooks? bucks an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I did because I know that this is, this is something I want to say. You have to know how much you can do and there's some things you need to delegate, right? Like I'm spread way thin, way thin. I know I am. I'm not an idiot. But I also know where I need to delegate so I can be strong where I have to be strong. So right now we're building a new company. So everything, nine to five every day, I'm thinking about that company, everything going with it. And usually I'm sleeping, I'm thinking about that company and everything else. But with this new company, I've done a lot of different things that I've never done before. Never wrote a proposal for a CBD license ever before. Uh, never built a county certified kitchen before. Never had a GMP audit done before. Like So this is all stuff that, talk about scared. I've been crapping my pants, like, 
But at the end of the day, once it's done and accomplished, you feel so freaking confident. Like, tell, tell when you got that juice bar open, right? And and obviously you were excited that soft open, right? And then you had the garden opening. But five months down the line, how did it make you feel like as you saw it really succeeding? I mean, five months down the road, it was still very overwhelming. You know, I didn't really hire a worker up until about uh, four or five months. And so it was, it was just me. Um, but I mean, I, I can't even put into words how, you know, how I felt and, you know, all the support that I was shown. I mean, it, it's very, like you were saying, you know, you're like crapping yourself almost, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's very scary, but you know, once you have it set in stone and, you know, business is picking up, I mean, there's just nothing more, you know, rewarding than that. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to touch into a lot. Of, we coming up is uh, April twentieth, which is four twenty, right? So um, <laughs> I'm going to do a we'll do a hempletic smoothie. Yeah. Oh, please! I'm going to come in for a bunch, a bunch of greens. You know, I'll give you some geared handout that day. <laughs> so it's next Saturday. So I want to ask you guys. We had a little debate amongst. So we're all talking about how to market four twenty, right? So. <sighs> What does 420 mean to you guys as a, your different generation? We're all kind of different generations. So when you hear 420 or the reference to it, like what, what, what comes to your mind when you hear 420 or April 20th or 420 PM? Does any of that matter to you guys? I'll let uh, Anna start. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well. That was polite, by the way. That was, that was a big clite. Can I say whatever here on this? Anything, please. <laughs> wait, this is his, this is honest. This is right. honest junction. Yeah, I mean, uh, four twenty. It's a great, it's a great date. It's like Christmas, you know. Um, but I mean, and when I was younger, I was more all about it. I mean, now it's just kind of you know any day to me, just because every day is four twenty for me. But uh, <laughs> you know. No, that's right. But, uh, but it's yeah, it's a holiday for sure. Do you take off work for it? No, but you know. You got to celebrate it. So it's something that, uh, when, how early in life for you did it become a trigger where you actually, because I didn't learn about it my, until my 20s. Oh, okay. So I, mean, I was I a little was... later learning about it, more later than most, because I kind of was just working, oh, working my tail off. But in high school, I didn't. So so it was high school for you? Oh, no, no. In high school, I was all I was against it. I was it, like the mother of my friends. I was like, you guys are bad. You smell like a skunk. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then like, uh, uh, after I graduated, I got into college and I was like, oh man, I need a joint. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, college changed it. <laughs> I love it. But you knew about 420 in high school. Oh yeah, I knew. Oops, you yeah, just for the mother. It, yeah. I love it. She was like my daughter, the mother. <laughs> what about you? So high school for you too? So all your boys, yeah, I mean, it was a kind um, of discussion. I mean, because we didn't in high school, so it was weird to me. Going back to high school, I, I can't even remember. It's already been like six years since oh, I graduated. Gosh, really whole six <laughs> years. No, I'm sure you knew it then. Did, I mean, you must have, right? I mean, did you have reference? I mean, CB, uh, I know CBD. If you're talking CBD, that's probably newer to you. Right, right. Yeah. So CBD was introduced, you know, uh, within the past year. I had no idea what it was. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, going back to high school, you know, uh, that was the gateway drug, as they all as they all said, you know. So it was introduced to me. Um uh, I can't even remember how old I was, you know. So I, we looked up for this episode, the origin of 420. You guys ready for this? I, I love the history of do it. You, do I, you, I, do you, do know you know why it was legalized or made illegal? Sorry. What do you mean? So, do, so Please, I want, let's see what you got. Come on, so, brother. I think I might know, but <laughs> come on, bring it out. Let's see since what you he's got. I'm excited. Uh, the history 
of marijuana. Come on. It actually was uh, it was legal back in the late 1800s. You know, it was a pharmaceutical drug. You can go to the... Hold on, let me add. It was in the pharmacopoeia from 1615 until 1932. I can... Go ahead. All right, so I guess I know some... <laughs> Not all. I, I was trying to warn you that I, I have extensive knowledge on this. So, but go ahead. Don't hold do you back. Want to take I want, over? No, I want you. I want you to tell. I want you yeah. to tell what you know. I do. No, I mean, I, this I, is awesome. I, I've just I've done a little research on it. So you know, it was a uh, it was a pharmaceutical drug. You know, they made it illegal once the Mexicans started pouring into the U.S. I I read that you know they they brought in the form of joints. And they they brought the actual plant because you know most people were used to like the oil, and um, once they brought it in, in the form of joints, they saw that you know Mexicans were supposedly being more violent and aggressive. So, you know, people the Americans started uh, rioting and protesting the the so-called drug, which then it was made you know illegal. But that's as much as in I the early 30s. Yep. And, and it 30s. was one politician that kind of drove it in Washington. So if you think about it too, the the um, media coverage wasn't like it is now. So things were segmented. So, yeah, that definitely was probably happening. Southern, southern border to go with it. And then there was one guy in Washington that kind of trumped it all. That It's amazing to me. They brought alcohol back, but took that away. Makes no sense. It's uh, it's funny. All right, so you ready for the origin of 420? Because the debate in our office was 420 is all about kids and stuff, you know? And I and I said right away, 420 is a generation's like way older than that. And here's the origin, actual story. Like there's going to be the names of the kids that were involved with the creation of this. This is the coolest thing. All right. Is Brian Lane one of them? No. <laughs> I was not born, by the way, when this happened. I'm not going to tell you when I was born. In 1971, five high school students, Steve Caper, Dave Reddix, Jeffrey Knoll, Larry Schwartz, and Mark Gravich in San Rafael, California, calling themselves the Waldos because their chosen hangout spot was a wall outside the school. They used the term in connection with a 1971 plan to search for an abandoned cannabis crop that they had learned about based on a treasure map made by a grower. The Waldos designated the Lewis Pasture statue on the grounds of San Rafael High School as their meeting place at 4.20 p.m. as their meeting time. The Waldos referred to this plan with the phrase 4.20 Lewis. After, failed, after several failed attempts to find the crop, the group eventually shortened their phrase to simply 4.20, which ultimately evolved into the code word that teens use to mean consuming cannabis. Mark Mike Edison says that Stephen Hager of High Times was responsible for taking the story about the Waldos to mind-boggling cult-like extremes and suppressing all other stories about the origin of the term. Hager wrote, Stoner smart or stoner stupid, in which he attributed the early spread of the phrase to Grateful Dead followers after Reddix became a roadie for the Dead's bassist Phil, La Phil Leash. Is it Leash or Lash? And called for 420 to be the socially accepted hour of the day to consume cannabis. So 1971, a group of kids at a high school in California. Whew, that's so cool. I, know, I, love it. I love origin stories, man. I, should have, I don't know why I never looked into that. But that's, uh, that's interesting. So a group of kids. How cool. So 71 is when it started. So that means basically, if you think about it, anybody born in... 1950 
because that would have put them about 21 years old or night you know, a little later after. Pretty much all probably has 420s a reference if they smoked weed their whole lives. So you're talking about 420 being referenced from everything from 70-year-olds all the way down to 10-year-olds. That's funny because when, uh, when I, you know, I, I get a good amount of, uh, like, the older crowd. Um, I don't know why they're all intrigued by my smoothies. However, whenever they see, obviously, I provide CBD there. So whenever they see, like, cannabis oil or CBD, their eyes almost, like, lighten up and glow. They're like, oh, my God. You know, I, this brings me back to the day, you know. So it's it's kind of funny to see because, I mean, you, you see, like, you know, some older ladies and they're just like, oh, my God, I need this. And it's like, yeah, you're probably uh, indulged back in back in the day. Heck, yeah. They <laughs> but back in the day, and this is um, so uh, a little educational piece for everybody because I, I, I want to tell a quick story before I do this. I'm at my hairdresser today, and my hairdresser is uh, totally on board with what I do. She's always asking. But her boss, she doesn't know what to make of me. I'm a high energy guy. She's an old school, you know, uh, great woman. Um, so today she was asking me about my podcast, which she hasn't really asked about. And there's another woman in the chair and going about two minutes into my spiel, telling her all the statistics about all the states we're in, all the countries we're in. And she just wanted to kind of blow it off as a money making scheme. Seriously, like almost laughed it off, like acting like a child, like very defensive. And I knew at that point it wasn't uh, good to further engage her because it's not, she just doesn't want to believe in it, yeah. you know, and a lot of she people wa- are misinformed though, you know, they're it, educated. There's a lot. And, and it's really, to me, it's a lot of people in their sixties, um, that are the old school brought up by that old school, you know, back in the day and they were taught and they were taught just to follow what the government says. And, and that's the thing to do. So I, to me, it's a lot of people in their sixties are the most that are the anti, the people in their fifties seem to be a little bit better, but Anyway, she really gave me that incredulous look, you know, and I kind of ended the conversation, but I'm thinking in my head, this is the nonsense. Like CBD could help this woman significantly like today. And she's sitting there laughing about it because I have a pot leaf on my sweatshirt and that's what she's focusing on. Not the fact that I talk about CBD and exercise and lifestyle and relationships. And she doesn't want to listen to an episode because it's a pot leaf on my sweatshirt. I can already tell she needs some. (laughs) I just, and she's a great woman. She camps a lot. You know, she's, she's, she's healthy, good, good mentor to kids and everything. Owns her own business, but just to get through that education piece. So I'm finding education is slowly getting out there. That's the point I wanted to get to. Um, but it's so segmented. There's so many bad products out there. So Anna, um, I don't know your history. Obviously you are anti tc and now you're a fan to the point where I hope we afterwards will enjoy. But <laughs> CBD, tell me what your knowledge was of CBD and what it is now and what your opinion is of it. Honestly, I didn't know about it until I feel like maybe like two years. Yeah, I had no idea. I, and I, I think it's because more, probably because more I like THC, I guess. Maybe I just never thought, you know, what's an alternative to it. But it's, you know, now that marijuana is trying to become legal and CBD's, you know, been, I'm oh, sorry, CBD's been more popular. I've been seeing it a lot more and um, all the benefits of it. And it's, I've, I've tried it and I just, I really like it. Mm-hmm. It does, it definitely does help me because I have bad anxiety and it really does calm me down. Um, you can have edibles, you can drink it. It's, I love it. That's great. Okay. So the two of you, I want, um, the two of you, how you started with it first, because this is a big thing. So we have a CBD store that opened up and you get a lot of people come in and have never tried it before. And, and, um, I kind of tell people, uh, you take it slow and then you build up, but 
as you build up, you might have one of those nights where you can't sleep at night because you took that little too much or you didn't take the right dose and you, or you didn't take enough um, and you end up being wired up all night. Not wired up, that's a bad word, but you just end up yeah. energetic all night. So you, a lot of people have that one experience, maybe for one night, where they just can't settle into sleep and then they realize they take a little different amount the next night and they sleep fine. So tell us about your first experience with CBD so you can relate to other people just experiencing it now, if that helps, if you remember. Yeah. Do you remember your first experience with CBD? Yeah. Um, where, I don't remember where I was, though. And what was the delivery method? Talk about that, too. You know, was it I drops must have or... Been it must have been in Florida or something. So I was looking for the THC and I couldn't find any. So <laughs> I was in Florida at the time. So obviously I, I still don't think it's legal there in Florida. No. Um, Should however, be with all the older people there. Yeah, right. Should have been the first place CBD started. Really. Uh, I, I was just in Fort Lauderdale and I, I actually, I noticed that it was just, there was a lot of CBD. There were smoke shops. Um, I actually saw Bad Drip there, which is a company from Rochester. So I was like, what is this doing here? It was cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was walking around and I found the smoke shop and I was like, all right, let's just go in here and see what they have. They probably have something CBD, which I guess will maybe work. So I try, I got the CBD joint and cause I, I like to, I'd rather smoke it than eat it, you know? So, um, I tried it and I was like, oh, you know, this actually isn't bad. I'm actually feeling kind of relaxed. And I didn't know if it was like that mind over matter kind of thing. Um, so after that, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm going to go to the store, try some edibles, you know, try it in a smoothie. And then I, I learned to, to appreciate it and like it. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you about know about your milligram doses, like how much you like or don't like, or have um, you had to be that fine tuned yet? Because you probably already have some THC in your system. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. so for most people to know this, if you have THC in your system and then you bring in CBD, sometimes it'll take away the effects of the THC, the physiological effects of you. Mm -hmm. Uh, it still will not take away from all the benefits of your body, but it actually make you a little less high. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Just so, just, so a little more clear headed. Right. And just kind of said that. Yeah. Yeah. Which Absolutely. some people complain about that foggy or that intense of THC, too high percentage. I actually wanted to ask you, do you know, is there, because I, I don't know this, I don't mm -hmm. know if there's, is there hybrid, is there... For CBD? Yeah, is yeah, it just like, like that indica? So, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to go into my spiel. I've done it before, but I love this. So thank you for that question. Uh, I tell people the best way to describe the cannabis plant for people is to describe it like a tomato plant. So you grow tomatoes for your salad, you grow tomatoes for pizza, you grow tomatoes for spaghetti, you grow tomatoes for a lot of different things, right? Cannabis, you can grow cannabis for a lot of different things too. So on the THC side, which is above 0.3 or 0.4% cannabinoids, uh, depending on what state and everything, but um, THC basically is three forms. You have a hybrid, you have an indica or sativa. Same thing in the CBD line. You can have the same three things in the CBD line. They're under the 0.4 and they're more full with the cannabinoids. So that's under 0.4. Um, so what I tell people is uh, low THC and CBD is probably best for most people health-wise. You have to find it because a lot of people, high levels of THC, 22, 23% THC levels can make a lot of people anxious and not understand how to, you know, they get a little jumpy. That Most people shouldn't. Exactly. Maybe me because I'm a high process, high motor guy. I need it because it's the only thing that balances me out. It actually is my like ADD medicine. So, so the CBD, are, do you know what milligram doses, Anna, that you generally like, or, or if you still in the early stages where that's not a big thing for you? I usually ask at the counter, so I really can't tell. Uh, no, I want to, I, I maybe, I'm thinking maybe is 20 sound right for yeah, the, the joints? Yeah, the small ones. Yeah. For, yeah, yeah. 20 thinking, or hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you know how many are in the smoothies or? So, I mean, in my smoothies, I tend to put 10 milligrams, which they suggest okay. for one serving. That's just like the introduction level. You know, obviously you're not going to feel too much off that, but that's kind of to ease you in. Um, you don't want it. I mean, 
first you, you can really use as much as you want honestly you know it, it doesn't really have that it's a non-psychoactive part of hemp so it's not really gonna have any effects on your body but um yeah i mean i would say like 10 to 20 milligrams shouldn't really affect you you know I've, I've had customers though where they'll ask for a double dose the next time i see them they're like oh my god i was freaking out i'm like no you were not you know so, so but what that is is the 20 milligrams with the sugar of the smoothie it probably got them all revved up right right it does get them revved right up. So, so so it's not revved up so this is what it is think about this they probably just got done working out right Yep, yep. Right. So they were leaving the workout. Is that right? I don't want to be wrong. A lot of them, yeah. I yeah, mean, so I, I if you work of... out, you have your body fully like engaged, you leave, you're oh, ready to recover. And then you take that. So you got a smoothie with a bunch of sugar in there and then 20 milligrams of CBD. You should be going to work to like be productive for the next five hours. Like, don't think you're going to sit in a car and go and like, chill. yeah, yeah right. or go home and like read a book at that point. Like, especially if you had pre-workout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like at this point, you have so it. much nutrients in your body. Good. Nu- so what it is, is a lot of good nutrients in your body mm-hmm. that wants to be used to build muscle and stuff at that point still or recovery. Right. I mean, yeah, go, going back, you know, like I said, a lot of people are misinformed about it. I mean, I was introduced a couple of years ago. I was down in South Carolina and I went to the surf shop and they had CBD, like cartridges. So I'm like, what the heck is CBD? So I Googled it and, you know, it said it's from a cannabis plant. So I was like, all right, perfect. I want to buy some, you know, I didn't know if it was illegal or not, but, uh, you know, it's just CBD. So it's pretty much legal all over the country. So I bought oh, wait, a bunch. Not pretty much, by the way. It is totally well, legal. Right, this right. Is changing. <laughs> no, no, I just want to clarify because uh, that's what we're about. We make sure we clarify everything here. Yep, but yeah, yep. it is legal. Yeah. So I, I bought a ton of these and, you know, I'm smoking these cartridges. I'm like. I don't feel anything. I feel like I wasted my money, but then that's when I started getting more into it. Um, now, the reason I started really getting serious with CBD, I saw that it was good for anxiety. I had pretty bad anxiety, um, so it helped with that within minutes. You know, you you smoke CBD and your anxiety is almost gone. Now, after kind of taking care of the anxiety portion of it, I've had bad, you know, back pain issues for the past couple of years just to do the heavy lifting bad form um so i've done everything for my back you know i've went to the chiropractor for eight months i've went to physical therapy i've been to the doctor countless amount of times and the only thing that has helped my back is cbd you know i use cbd oil in the morning you know first thing in the morning because i literally can't function without it and it takes the pain away almost instantly and I also apply a top. Topical- how much do you do? Like one, one so, dropper full? Yeah, sorry, I should specify. No, it's okay. I want to help people. Yeah, so what I use is a thousand milligram tincture. And how much do you weigh? I'm very petite. I'm a petite 190. <laughs> <laughs> no muscle at all, all fat and bone. Petite 190. <laughs> He's dragging that. his back and fat in the door. And, and honestly, I take a full dropper of a thousand milligram tincture and it, it you know, I apply it under my tongue. And uh, it doesn't take too long after that that I notice it. You know, it kind of gives you a body high, so it relaxes your muscles, relaxes your joints. Um, once again, it's non-psychoactive, so you're not going to get high. I, I love to clarify that. You know, I have Every to clarify time, it for we everybody. Have to. I, yeah, me too. Because a lot of my customers, you know, I, I offer it to them. They're like, oh, my God, no, I have to go to work, go back to work, or I have, you know, I have stuff to do. I'm like, listen, you know, it's going to be more beneficial than harmful to you. Um, and a lot of people, they just, they're very, the, let's say that the government has engraved into their head 
that it's a horrible drug. And what I tell everyone is if you're okay with taking Tylenol, but not CBD or, you know, just actual, you know, marijuana, that you're just, you got to educate yourself a little bit. It's so harmful for you. You know, I don't like to put any foreign substances in my body and, you know, I'll take CBD all day long, every day. And CBD, by, by the way, for those of you who are listening that are saying that this young kid doesn't know what he's talking about, it actually is made naturally in our body already. Tylenol's not. Aspirin's not. CBD is naturally made in our bodies, folks. And then he's adding more. So I love the way he just described it. A full, I would not suggest a full dropper full for someone that weighs 120 pounds. So maybe in the morning, maybe a half a dropper full, but I love his, and I love the fact that he's starting with the tinctures in the morning because to me, that's the best delivery method. Well, yeah, I mean, just like, you know, um, prescription drugs, you got to read the label and you got to, you know, do the correct amount. So uh, going back to what you just said, you know, the full dropper for, you know, someone that weighs around 100, 120 pounds, um, you kind of got to work your way up to that. So 10 milligrams is really all you need, you know, so start with that and work your way up. Um, but I mean, it's not, you can take the full drop, right? It's, it's not really harmful for you. There, there's no uh, overdose on cannabis ever. Yeah, I'll repeat yeah. this every week. You can't overdose on this plant. <laughs> so if you take a little bit of tinctures, maybe you might have a little more energy than you're used to. Maybe well, how about this? May, uh, not even a stomach ache, uh, unless you have ailments in your stomach and the CBD is like connecting to something else, but that would usually be another GI issue. But if you feel that little bit of pent up energy, how about you do this? Stop playing games. Stop watching TV. Stop playing games. Get out and use that energy for something good, productive. Anna, so do you meet more people for your bit jobs, both of you, sitting at home on social media or being out and about? And I'm not talking about necessarily being on restaurants and bars just to drink, but just to be social. Like, like tell people how it is, that the hustle, like what you have to do. You can't sit at home, right? Mm-hmm. Out and about. I travel to California probably like three, four times a year. Um, I like to travel in general. I like to make connections everywhere. You know, if you, you can be successful, you know, only having a business here and knowing people here, but imagine how big you can be if you expand your sources and, you know, word of mouth is the biggest way to expand, you know, make your business better was word of mouth. If, If you meet someone in Colorado and they're like, oh, I'm going to Rochester next week and they know about your business, hey, maybe they'll go. So it's, it's great to network all over the place, no matter what. You can meet people, you know, online, but having that personal face-to-face connection with someone is just, it's just better. It's just more real. Yeah, I agree. It just to have that like um, tactical, like, like relationship with someone where it's not just texting each other, right? Exactly. Like, There's too many catfishes too nowadays, you know? It, it, it's, it's crazy. So, so you mentioned something earlier that I didn't, we've never talked about. And, and, and we have a little more time here, and I kind of want to talk about this, is your travel. You said you took a year to travel. Bob and I are huge travelers. We talk about it all the time. Define a little bit about how old you were, what you did. Did you do it alone and define what you meant by travel? What I meant by travel is uh, go to Miami about eight times <laughs> during the summer of 2017. So um, I was, you know, working corporate, working for corporate America, and I was just so fed up with it. I was 21 years old at the time, and I was at like the lowest point of my life. And I was like, all right, something's got to change. So I uh, left that job. Um, once again, I was a data technician, and I liked what I did. Don't get me wrong. I loved what I did. But, you know, management was horrible. You know, customers hounding at you all day long was horrible. So 
I uh, and obviously this kid is not afraid of hard work, guys. So so you know it's it's not the picture you're painting. You're just, it's a frustration <laughs> you couldn't feel you could right. get out oh, of no, or, I mean, or cure. If, right. If you ask my you know my uh, old managers and supervisors, I'm sure they still have great things to say about me. When I was getting. You know, the day that I was leaving, one of my managers actually cried. And uh, I haven't seen her since, but her name is uh, Tracy, and I still hope to see her again one day. But, yeah, she was crying as I was leaving, you know. That's sweet. To, I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely I, how this I, guy is, man. That's probably tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, you're you kidding me. He's gotten you like five times that you finally got him back. I love it. She's got me back. Yeah, it's about time. Battle back. Well, yeah, so I went down to Florida and I uh, I instantly fell in love. You know, it's life is too short. So I was like, you know, I have to travel and live my life while I can. So, I mean, I, I went to Florida. I'd come back for a week, you know, take a little breather, then go back for another week and kind of, the you know, all summer long. And I mean, that, that cleared me right up. So I got to the point, you know, it was, summer was coming to an end and, you know, I've kind of did all this drinking and kind of destroyed my body, spent all this money. I mean, I, I racked up a hefty bill after the summer. So it was time to, you know, get my head back on straight. And, um, that's when I started looking for a business to open and, uh, it landed me. Your parents weren't worried about you during that time. <laughs> oh, we got to pay. I, did. I, just, I was an innocent little boy taking a couple of vacations. You know, they, they really don't know. Obviously, that I was, you know, going out every night down no, there. No, no, I don't mean what you're doing. What, <laughs> the point was you were traveling and you weren't in school and you weren't, you know, I mean. I mean, they, they trust me. You know, I've never let my parents down, so they they trusted me. So they never really questioned what I was doing, you know, where I was going. In between, you were taking care of business in between. Right. <laughs> you were doing things you had to do. Right, right. You know, so. Because um, some people in your shoes would have, like, it would have been off the rails. Money, 21. Miami, Florida, Rochester. Yeah, don't get You've me wrong. You've been taking care of your family. You have had a lot of pressure on your shoulders. Right. There's a lot of people that are in shoes similar to you that have failed, man. Right, like right. more don't, than don't, haven't. Don't get me wrong. You know, my head was still on. You know, like I still know, still knew what I was doing. Um, but I mean, I I worked. I started working at the age of 13, so I never really had a full summer to myself. You know, every summer it was either like farming or, you know, landscaping at the age of 15. So I always was working during summer. And the first summer that I actually had off was when I was 21. Um, but I mean, I saved up all my money <laughs> and I, so I pretty much saved up for what, six, seven years and I blew it all in one summer. I love it. So yeah, I mean, I, my bank account was hurting and uh, I mean, I scavenged what I had. I, I Luckily, I, I put all my, uh, pretty much put the rest of my money into uh, into a Beamer, and um, it got totaled. So I got a good lump sum from that, which I used to invest in the business. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, my life's my life's literally been all over the place. <laughs> and and now, by the way, in the driveway, he has the best car in the driveway of everybody at this podcast <laughs> taping today, for the record. True, but <laughs> oh. I appreciate that. Yeah, it is true. But it's because you're doing things the right way. You're taking care of the family. So when that happens to me, you, you get good things that come your way. Like it, it's it's built because you live it right every day. Right, right. Pretty much. To. Yeah, it's discipline, know. right? Is it yeah. hard to be disciplined, Anna? It is. <laughs> no, no, like seriously, like to, 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 to do our hustle, right? Yeah. It, how easy is it to sit on your couch and forget about everything for a day? 
Yeah, I mean, it's... It, I mean, if you're not hustling, if you're not disciplined, right? You have could to be. be. You have to be. I mean, you could so easily, you know, be doing your Shopify story, and then I'm like, oh, I'm just, you know, cruising on Facebook real quick, and then you get distracted, and you're just, your mind's constantly going. So you have to literally make a schedule. You have to focus, and you can't have distractions. You can't have friends saying, hey, let's go get a drink. Let's go. So do you have a set routine every day? No. My, I'm all That's over good. the place. But, but I still, yeah. every... I. I'm all over the place, but I, I make it organized still. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I make sure every day I know. Things change. Life happens. But, you know. You so generally speaking, in the morning, you'll go, okay, two hours today have to be on my Shopify, but it doesn't have to be a specific two hours. So you have the flexibility to exactly. really. And I have, you know, paying clients that count on me. So honestly, I've been focusing a little more on that than mm-hmm. my store because, you know, even though that store eventually is going to be my own, I still have people that are paying me that are counting on me. So I have to focus on that. Mm-hmm. And that takes up a lot of time if you want to give them good results. Yeah. And what are you doing for them? So I do SEO. I do um, Google Analytics, Facebook Analytics, Facebook ads. I do website design. I revamp um, Instagrams, create Twitter accounts for them, um, create ad content. Um, and then I, that's how I and do my dropshipping ads. Yeah. I'm in the market. My Instagram girl just uh, stepped really? down. Really? Yeah, oh, as, perfect. As of like yesterday. Oh. You're welcome. I brought you someone new. Oh. <laughs> See? We'll have to talk. We really got to talk. So folks, <laughs> folks, how perfect is this? This is exactly how I asked Or last week. I said, I said, can we get you in here? It would have been an hour episode. I said, no. I said, but if you come back next week, I want you to bring someone in, another hustler from Rochester around your age. And he brought this girl who does drop shipping, similar to my background. And now possibly I might be able to have her help us out with her Instagram. I would love to. We have 25 now promotions turned down by face, Facebook and Instagram because of my um, logo. And honestly, uh, I had that problem with my swimwear. Guess what? I took the logo down. I've changed the logo now. Mm-hmm. And we are still, the of those 26 promotions we've been turned down for, the last six has no weed leaf on it. We're still getting turned down. You can't have anything that indicates marijuana. You can't say anything so CBD related, even How though about, it's It's HMP LTX. Really? Uh, well, my swimwear, my swimwear is pronounced sexy swimmer, but it's S X E. So Facebook ca- doesn't let me do that. So wow. I had to create a landing page to kind of trick the system to send, you know, people that are on Facebook to that page and then to my site. I, so I, if not, I had to re, you know, I love this girl. I had to redesign it, my whole. That's what the new logo. I'm showing him the new logo now. So everybody can go to Hempletics like Instagram it. right now. Oh, right. Like it's that. simple. It's a letter. So we took the weed lead off. We changed. That's nice. Simple, right? I was always wondering why my, uh, like when I was first, you know, launching the juice bar, um, I would post a lot, a lot of like CBD related posts and, one day, like I was just not able to post anymore. They blocked my whole account, and I was wondering why that was. That was before to- they switched it. The so in September or October when they switched it off Schedule Five. Before that, it was considered illegal CBD. That's why. Really? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I wasn't allowed to, I make fruit smoothies, you know, this is not some like illegal corporation. This isn't, you know. I sell bathing suits, not (laughs) the other thing. (laughs) No, and that's a little bit where the political correctness, and I get some of it, right? Like, like. But Even people on, in my office are like, Brian, it's a weed leaf. And I'm like, yeah, but cannabis is not t- just THC. This is what we have to teach in the education. Exactly. We have to teach ed- people that this leaf doesn't just mean Bob Marley and mm-hmm. Rastification. And, and I think they hear the initials and that's where they kind of think THC, you know, CBD, THC. So that kind of, if it had a different name, I guarantee you people would be all over it. 
It's wild. You know, really they is. hear cannabis and they're like, oh, no. Nope. Right, right. That's definitely a, true. Because yeah. I have on one of my uh, TV screens, that's where I display my menus. It says cannabis oil. And I'll offer and they'll be like, is that the cannabis oil? And they automatically get turned away. I'm like, but do you know the benefits? You know, yeah. it's good for your heart, your eyes, bones, everything possible. You know, I've had customers come in and tell me they use it for their diabetes, their epilepsy. They treat their kids' seizures with it. You know, they give it to their pets. So there's all Parkinson's. these benefits and you're still getting turned away, you know. We have to, so this is all of us together, have to help educate without being on our soapboxes. And when you get that really person that you can just tell they're being defensive to the point of being a child, just let them go. Yep. yep. Because they're going to have to learn it for themselves. <laughs> because when someone starts acting, acting like a child and they're defensive of something or the way they want to look at something, at that point, I find they're having an uncomfort level because they don't understand. And someone is teaching them something that is against they've been taught their whole lives. So they're looking at you as the charlatan instead of as the savior. And I don't mean savior, like to say that I am, I'm just all of us in this industry, all of us who understand the CBD need to teach people not because it's a healthier lifestyle, helps you eat better. Like, do you, do you notice since you've added CBD, your eating patterns change because so, of it? So like, I mean, it, with me, it's more of an appetite suppressant so that that helps me out a lot. That's why I'm a petite 190 right now. <laughs> um, but I mean, it does affect everyone differently. But I mean, I go through the spiel, you know, of kind of educating everyone because I get, you know, a good amount of customers that have never heard it. You know, they're 30, 40, 50 years of age and they have never heard it. Once I start explaining, you know, they're just like isn't that illegal? You know, why would you serve that here? And what I always use, you know, going back to the Tylenol thing, when they kind of give me like that, uh, I'm not going to use this, you know, what are you doing type of face? I always tell them, you know, if you can put Tylenol in your body, then CBD is for you. You know what I mean? Cause like, for example, my, my, <laughs> my parents and my aunt, uncle, they're all against it, you know? Um, and what I do is I bring up their prescription drugs that they take and show the harm, you know, the harmful ingredients of them. And, um, I mean, I just try to try to educate as many people as possible because it truly is life changing. You know, as I mentioned before CBD, you know, I was going to the chiropractor and, you know, my doctor, they gave me muscle relaxants, nothing helped. And this is the one thing that helped, you know, so it helped with my anxiety, my back pain. It's a, you know, appetite suppressant. So it stops you from overeating, believe it or not. You know, um, I love it. All right. So, uh, Anna, first with you, all the places where people could find you if they wanted to. So you can find me on Instagram. It's double. It's two underscores. So underscore, underscore. And then Anna Maria DeRosa. And then um, I'm also on Facebook as well as Anna Maria DeRosa. And my swimwear line is SXE Swimwear. And the website for that is shopsxe.com. And we actually have a 20% sale right now. So 20 get off. your suit ready and get your Advocare for that beach bod for more. I love Oh, so we've mentioned Advocare a couple of times. Um, what do you have for anything that could be like daily nutrition? I mean, we pretty much carry everything that GNC does. However, our products are tested for over 220 banned substances. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, for example, like some products in GNC, if you're doing like a bodybuilding competition and you're using GNC products, in some of them, you may fail, you know, so you can't proceed. However, you like I careful, said, yeah. right, you got to be very, be care you know, careful. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I, I love AdvoCare products because, like I said, I don't like to put any foreign substances in my body. And everything is laid out. If you read a you know packet, um, my favorite you know product on uh, in AdvoCare is Spark. If you read the ingredients, you're gonna recognize everything. It's not gonna be an unknown you know ingredient. No words um, you can't pronounce. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's, I used to use the spark as well, by the way. Oh, really? Spark's pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't I need it spark. now because I already have a natural energy right, when I wake so up. Let me, so let me tell my secret, guys. Come on. <laughs> my morning cocktail is spark, Advocare spark, CBD oil. And I, I mean, I have like a. How the heck are you not flying out of your house at that point? <laughs> That's what keeps me going, man. I mean, Advoc- the, the spark is what gives me my energy, and the CBD oil is what takes my pain away so I can actually go about my day. Because when I don't take the CBD, I can hardly like bend over because my back is so stiff and tight. And, you know, it relaxes my muscles so I can actually I can function, I can work without, you know, being in agony. Um, so have you got to the root of you've mentioned your back like 12 times now. So it's, so it's awful. It's, I mean, it's always hurting. And if all right, I don't, so I'm going to give you a guy. So there's a gentleman here in Rochester and I'm going to announce and promote him a little bit. His name is Mike Bianchi, Hellendale. Um, oh gosh, I'm so mad. I don't remember the exact name of his practice, but his name is Mike Bianchi. He uh, was basically trained at Andaga school of massage therapy here in town. He teaches deep tissue massage. massage. So I, for my Ironman's, marathons everything i've done he's the only guy who's worked in my body i'm going to send you to him because as he touches your body he will say every muscle group he's hitting and he'll get to the root of your problem like not the surface of it but and tell you how to solve and cure it like he is better than most chiropractors in rochester so i send all elite athletes in rochester to him nobody goes to anybody else to the point where how about this? My ex-wife goes there. My ex-wife husband's goes there on a weekly basis. My daughter goes there. every time she's in town. Her and her man go to him directly. They, they, people beg for him. It's hard to get into him. But I, we got to get to the root of your back problem because if you've seen all these people and they haven't told you the root of your problem yet and CBDs, you're still having this pain, we got to get to the root of your problem. Like, do you know what it is? I couldn't tell you, man. We got to get to the root of it. Yeah, because you, you can't just talk about pain. We got to get to the root of what's causing it so it doesn't happen anymore. Right, right. I mean, you know? I, my muscles are, are just so tight. So like the psoas area is what's really killing me. That's like, that's a very tight muscle in my body. Um, so I think that's the root of it. However... I don't know if you've ever had your psoas muscle worked on. It's the most excruciating pain. I'd rather almost have back pain over that. <laughs> and Mike is actually that guy where there's been a couple of times on his table that I have pretty much cried. <laughs> um, and then he does this thing with your shoulder blades where he raises your arm up to get under your shoulder blades and imagine your shoulder blade being extended in the most, I can't do it right now, but the most awkward spot. And then he puts his whole hand in like this all the way up the inside of it. And like, if you feel something, he'll wrench on it under your shoulder. Imagine like your muscles under there at the time you hate it. And as soon as you're done, your back feels so freaking phenomenal. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, going to, the, awesome. going to the chiropractor, it feels okay for about 20 minutes after, but you know, the pain comes right back. So no, we're going to get to the root of it, brother. We can't no more of this masking pain right, with CBD. Right. <laughs> we got to figure out what it is. So I'm going to give you that number. Uh, Bob said I stole his thunder on 420. So he has nothing else to add on 420 for us. So I need all of your social media spots. Where can they find you? Tell everybody about your juice bar, the address, the club that you're related with, everything again. Yeah. So guys, uh, my Instagram is simply just Vita Juice Bar 585. I'm located at 1290 University Ave inside of Rockhouse Athletics. Um, I mean, stop by any time right now. My uh, summer hours are going to be 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. until further notice. Um, but stop at any time during those uh, 
during that window and you can find me there. And how old are you? I am 23 years old. Did anybody hear this interview? This kid's 23 years old. Does he not sound like an old soul? I mean, you can tell his family comes out of Turkey. First of all, did you ever go to Turkey? Have you been to Turkey yet? I've been uh, three times. I mean, the last time I went was 13 years ago. So it's been quite a while, but I'd love to go back as soon as, you know, I got my business going. I have a set crew, you know, because right now I can't really take off for more than a day. Um, so once I have, you know, a good crew, then I'm going to, that's my next move is to go to Turkey. Cool. Uh, yeah, just to establish, see your family, right? To yeah, see your, your, I haven't seen my, you know, my uncles, my grandma, you know, my dad's side of the family in, in that 13 years. So it's time to go back and, re, you know, revisit them. Does the, the Turkish uh, community here help you with that a little bit, have that connection back home? Or is it not? Or is it just yes social? And no, I mean, our cultures are so different. You know, if you were to go over there and see how... Well, don't get me wrong. There's, you know, the, the rich part of Turkey, which is similar to us or more, you know, civilized. And then you got the poorer parts, which are little villages. And that's where my dad's side of the family is from. So it's, I mean, it's so, so different. You know, they, they pretty much grow everything themselves. They it's like have, being in uh, West Virginia here, like the woods backwoods of West Virginia. Or I don't even know in the U.S. where you'd find a place like that anymore. Churchville. <laughs> <laughs> You walk out of school and you just smell like, you know, the farms and the Commonwealth. That's <laughs> Oh man, that's so funny. Forget about the farm country out there. Uh piece of advice you would give to other 20-year-olds who want to take your path. Um one piece of advice I would give is Let's see. I mean, I have a lot. Um you know, if you're five afraid, pieces, then give okay. five. Don't <laughs> like narrow five it down. I want, I want you if to help someone. If you're afraid to do something, just put your fears to the side. You know, um, fears are pretty much, you know, the. Ex- How do I put it? My uh, my mentor Chris Green always tells me this, and I should know this by now because he tells me every time I see him. But your fears are the excuses, your lies, or your fears tell you something like that. But I mean. Going back, it's, fe- it must be something like your your fears are lies that you. I don't know, man. Something right? He like, says it every time, and he's gonna. La- I'm gonna show him this piece, and he's gonna laugh at me because he always engraves this in my head. But he's probably gonna make the, you get a tattoo <laughs> of it now. The point being is, you know, if you have a set goal, just go for it. Don't let your fears hold you back, you know. And that's kind of what I did. I just set my fears aside. I went for my uh, for my goal of being a business owner, and you know, it worked out so far. Um, and don't let failure you know, also scare you. A lot of people, you know, a lot of the greats have failed. So if you fail, just keep on going. You know, I did have a couple of businesses in the past that didn't really work out. Um, Nothing ever physical. It was all online stores. I had a supplement business online. That was a disaster. So (laughs) (laughs) don't let your, you know, failures hold you back either, you know. Um, but that's pretty much one Amen. piece of advice I would give. Just yeah, go one for failure it. you're done. Next thing you go back nine to five world. And you're like I tried once. No way, man. Right? It's got to be more than once. Always, and I would say to everyone, if you have any way of opening your own business, you know, go for it. You know, my dad always told me, like I said, do not work for someone else. Work for yourself. Even if you're, you know, not making that much money, you're going to be so much better off. You're going to be a lot happier. I mean, I go in. To, to work every day, you know, with a smile on my face, you know, I'm always looking forward to it rather than dreading a nine to five, you know? Amen. Same question for you, Anna. What advice would you give someone, uh, either someone gave you or just something you've learned that you'd like to make sure someone else. They pretty does. much took the words out of my it's, mouth. I know. I but, mean, it is, but seriously, yeah, you just got to keep at it. You cannot let failure stop you. Um, 
keep on hustling. Even if you don't have the funds, you might have to work that nine to five. You might have to push through it. You're not going to like it. We've, I mean, I've been there. A lot of people have been there. You might have to do that for, you know, but eventually if you want financial freedom and you want it bad enough, you can get it, but you got to really put in that work and you don't need to go to school. You just have to, you know, know people. It's not what you know, it's who you know, and you have to be smart you know, not even school smart, but street smart. That's the most important thing. And you can do it if you really try. And most important, have your CBD. <laughs> I love it. So hemphletics.com, everybody can check out the websites there. I'll be adding the Vita Juice Bar to that. I'll be adding the last couple episodes. I think I have a few more affiliates to add. Uh, or you said something to me the other day. You see the podcast everywhere. We hadn't talked in a couple months. We hadn't seen each other. And you're like, I've seen your stuff everywhere. Where are you seeing? Are you seeing stickers around? What are you seeing? <laughs> Define see what you see because I'm now corner. marketing me for a minute. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, what are you seeing? It, it's great. You know, you're you're getting your brand out there. I mean, I'll go on Park Ave just for a stroll. Boom, Hempletic sticker. I'm I'm in like the most in middle of the woods. Look over at a tree. Boom, Hempletic sticker. <laughs> it's like the most <laughs> random spots, but it's awesome because you get a lot of exposure that way. You know. I love that Brand you're noticing. Awareness. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to um, softly litter the city. <laughs> and, and going back to what I was trying to say was your excuses are just the lies your fears have sold you. So do not let any excuses or your fears hold you back. So we'll, uh, I'll thank leave it at that. that. <laughs> no, thank you for that. Clarity. It was, it was going to kill me because I, I was trying to think of it. And it So we're actually, came. that is so profound. I'm going to say goodbye to everybody. He's going to say that one more thing. And it's going to be our tail off tonight. Okay, everybody. So Anna, thank you for joining us. Did thank you enjoy? You. I, I did. Hope. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Or you This was man. a great experience. I, I loved uh, doing this with you guys. Bob, thank you for being here and sharing this with us. Um, Bob Pye is the man. He gave up his microphone today so we could have Anna on the mic. And, uh, and I thank you for that, Bob, that you thank have you, no Bob. ego and you are just here for to help us out. So thank you, Bob Pye. You're the man. All right. So we're leaving with Orr's little words of wisdom all right guys thanks so much for listening in and once again your excuses are just the lies your fears have sold you so do not let anything hold you back <laughs>